We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. The weather this week, temperatures as low as 34 and as high as 80. Wind, rain, sun, everything. What a country. <laughs> this segment is possible today because of Nebraska Grain Sorghum Board, Lower Platte South Natural Resource District. Coming up on the show, do we have enough CPAs in Lincoln? Is there a shortage of CPAs nationwide? We're going to talk to the College of Business at UNL. Also, there's going to be an open house to see the Lincoln Airport on May 30. Big renovation out there. Um, plus, we're going to get an update today on what are the most popular new airline destinations now in the last couple of weeks from the Lincoln Airport. And big new developments in downtown Lincoln with Mike Connor. In the studio today, Dr. Jimmy Downs, he is the director of the School of Accountancy and Associate Professor of Accountancy down at the UNL College of Business. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. You know, I heard um, the Chamber of Commerce set, had released a report probably about five years ago that predicted we were going to have a shortage of accountants, accountants in Lincoln. And I don't know if you know specifically what it's like in Lincoln, but what what do you know about do we have enough workforce of people that are in the accounting coming coming through school and out in the industry? Yeah, there's there's certainly a, a shortage, and there's a high demand for uh, entry-level accounting up to CPAs uh, locally in Lincoln, statewide, nationwide. Um, the CPAs have decreased about 10% in the last five to seven years, and our enrollments are down about 15% in the last five years. Really? That is surprising news that's to a, me. That's a, yeah, a big shift. Yeah, it certainly it seems like... If a student has an opportunity as a as a for a employment, accounting is a great uh, selection of a degree and a great career. Uh, we're trying to counter that by educating some of these uh, younger students about what the profession is. I was going to say you would have to step up recruiting efforts, and how do you do that? Like if you go to a high school, what do you what do you say? Yeah. So I think we have to turn a little bit of what a stereotypical accountant is around and talk about it's it's a relationship based profession. Um, That's true. You still you still work a lot of hours, but uh, you get to work with a lot of different people in a lot of different areas, and it's the fundamentals of knowing how business works. You know, when I started my business, my attorney told me that my accountant was going to be my best friend. And I was I was so lucky. I had someone who was um, close to my age and very patient and just willing to explain everything. I mean, she really was. I, it, he was so correct about that. You know, what makes recruiting st students in the and how do you find the right kind of people? It's, you know, is this challenging to find these type of students? It is a challenge. Uh, we've tried to get freshmen and sophomores interested. I, we're focused on once you're at the university, come look at accounting as a profession. We offer internships. All of our students get two or three internships before they enter the workforce. 
it's still difficult because these uh, these freshmen and sophomores that come into the university have so many opportunities and there's so many groups and, and communities thrown at them and they want to make a difference immediately. Uh, and there's associations that they participate in that uh, that can attract that and, and, tell, and show you how to make an impact immediately. And so we need to think about how we can do that from, as an accounting profession. But yet there has to be some examples in Nebraska and around the nation, certainly, where someone entered into accounting and worked their way up to CFO and became a major leader in a corporation. Do you have some of those inspirational so, stories? That- yeah, if, if you look at graduates over the last 30 years, a lot of them start out with the traditional accounting uh, pr- career, but then the opportunities are endless after starting out in a traditional accounting career. We have alumni who move into sales. We have alumni who are president, CEO, uh, the Meta, you know, the Facebook, the director of accounting there is a Nebraska alumni. Um, we have people who go back into K through 12 education. We have a superintendent in a, in a local school here. So understanding the fundamentals of business can lead to a lot of opportunity anywhere, really. I've often wished that, especially because I work with a lot of startup businesses, that some sort of basic accounting was mandatory in high school, like in case you ever find yourself without a job and you've got to be self-employed for a while. I have often wished that people had a little bit better understanding of that. It would be so useful. I completely agree. The the earlier exposure we can get to them, uh, the, the better. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, you'd be surprised how often I have to take some of our clients through P&L statements and balance sheets, and they they just don't understand them. And I get it. I understand why, but uh, it would be helpful if they would force them to do this. When you're in high school, you don't think that you're going to lose your job and maybe have to strike out on your own for a while. You know, nobody thinks that. You always need accounting. I mean, it's important throughout your entire life. Yeah. And I, you know, I would tell a young college kid trying to, you know, especially if they're trying to decide exactly what to do in business, that if you have that window into accounting and you understand that, you can understand every company (laughs) that that you could work for. Go ahead, Robin. I was going to ask, if someone has a bookkeeping degree from a trade school, how long does it take if you want to get more serious and get a more advanced degree? And so, like, you want to transfer those credits to UNL. What sort of time are you looking at? Certainly. We evaluate transfer students all the time, and it's case-by-case basis. But um, a lot of students can get two years done at a smaller community college and get their degree in two years after they transfer into UNL. I, I'd say the average is probably two and a half years. Okay. And it, it's great coming to a flagship like UNL because that's where the employers are recruiting from and a lot of opportunity to network with them, even in those two years. It, are there a lot of online options? For the classes, or do you kind of prefer that they be in the class? Most of ours are in person. Uh, we have a couple online courses, um, but we prefer in person. And our master's program, which is what you need to get qualified to sit for the, the CPA, is all in person as well. Well, we want to thank you for coming in. This has been Dr. Jimmy Downs. He's the director of the School of Accountancy. He's the associate professor of accountancy over at UNL College of Business. 
Um, coming up next, the most popular new airline flights that are flying out of Lincoln as of the last couple of weeks. We're going to find out from Rachel Barth. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Broadcast House is on the move to a different space. We've reduced the price here at 44th and O. Contact Dave Albers of Albers Company or my company, Ashleman Commercial Real Estate, to get information on the sale of Broadcast House building right here at 4343 This segment is possible today because of Service Master Professional Building Maintenance, University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business. The most popular new air f- airline flights out of Lincoln. We've got some new airlines, several new cities that we can jump on a plane and fly directly to, Dave. And we're going to get all the all the lowdown. I want to know what the most popular one is. And so we brought in Rachel Barth from the Lincoln Airport Authority. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? Well, bring it on. <laughs> we want to hear. What, what, what are you hearing from? Sure. From this new airline carrier is the most popular flights. Yeah. So we actually just got um, an update this week. So we've sold over 3,500 tickets, which is great. So encourage your friends and family to keep purchasing tickets because, as we know, the more popular they are, the more destinations we get. And that helps drive down pricing, too, for other airlines because it's all about competition. Um, so Redway's doing really well. Um, seven new nonstop like you mentioned, right now we are seeing Vegas as our top destination um, as far as the amount of people purchasing tickets. So I think over a thousand tickets so far have been to oh, Vegas. Wow. So excited for that. Some so al- almost a third of the tickets sold so far to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's a and it's interesting because um, what our plan is is that Vegas and Orlando are going to be year round flights. We think it's something that we can sustain here in Lincoln year round. So there's a little bit more capacity for those um, where some of the other flights are more seasonal, like Nashville, Atlanta, Minneapolis, um, Austin and Dallas. Um, Those are more seasonal flights. So those will kind of trail off in November. We'll keep Vegas and Orlando and then hopefully here soon announce some more flights um, for the winter months. So that's kind of the seasonality of those flights. So right now, Orlando and Vegas are our top two destinations, which again, makes sense. We knew that that's why we were going to try to keep those year round. And then shockingly, um, Nashville is doing really well. Um, 230% above our projection is how Nashville is doing. So very popular destination for um, not even just the city of Lincoln. Right now we're seeing 42% of our tickets coming outside of Lincoln, which is fantastic. That means that's people People coming into our city, sleeping in our hotels, filling up their vehicles with gas, doing some shopping, doing some eating. So that's exactly what we wanted this um, new service to do is to bring people outside of our community to Lincoln because that's really where you start seeing that economic development. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually not really all that surprised about Nashville. I've noticed, and, and this is largely anecdotal, but just the number of my friends going to conferences, how it's not Chicago anymore, how it's Nashville. And, you know, they post the, oh, this, I cannot wait for this trip. This is so hip and so cool, which, you know, Chicago was cool in a business sense, but, but I think Nashville is a pretty big convention destination. Yep. I had an airport conference there last year and we had a blast and um, actually just booked a girl's trip in September with five of my friends to go back to Nashville more just for fun and to hit up, you know, all the, all the fun country bars and, um, you know, go to Country Music Hall of Fame. There's just so much to do there. So I'm really excited for Nashville. And um, we're seeing some really good movement on Redway. Um, so people definitely need to be booking their tickets because they're starting to fill up. Yeah. And so it's a great time to get 
still those low introductory fares because they're still they're still really competitive right now. And I didn't realize that with these new airlines that some of them were seasonal. And I'm guessing, okay, so you um, filter some of those locations out during the cold weather, but you probably are introducing some warm weather destinations. That's the plan. Yep. So again, we think we can sustain Vegas and Orlando year round. Um, We think that those are two destinations. Doesn't matter what time of year, what month people are going there, Um, whether you're taking the kids to Disney um, or you're going to Vegas just for a long extended weekend, which is also huge conference places is Vegas. So we're seeing a lot of business travelers jump on that Vegas flight. Um, Even if it's even if it's a flight that they can't get home because of timing, they're taking it out just because it's it's such a cheap one way um, and then maybe getting united on the way back. Um, so we're, we're, we're seeing some of that as well. Um, but right now, 25% of our tickets are for kids. And so we were shocked to see those numbers. To which Vegas? Is- uh, just overall. Or just general. Yeah, just, okay. just overall in general, um, 25%. No, I don't think the kids are going to Vegas, but um, <laughs> right now we're not. seeing, uh, maybe, I don't know, 25% of the tickets are for kids, um, which that's indicating us that the that families are traveling, which is fantastic news. Yes. That is, exa- again, exactly what we wanted to see is more college students, more young professionals, and more families taking advantage of our airport. Well, talk about the open house that you're going to be having. It's It's a big deal. And so this is the place to tell everyone what's happening. Sure. I mean, I feel like I've been talking to you guys forever about our terminal project. And but like, now people can Now see people it. can come can see, go it. see it. Yeah. So um, May 30th, it's a Tuesday from three to seven, we're going to have a public open house, free parking. So anybody in the community that wants to, you know, drive out to the airport and come see a new terminal, this is really your chance. Um, the only way you'll be able to see it after that is if you purchase a ticket and go through security, because once we get TSA's equipment moved, um, it, it'll be a secure area and you won't be able to go back there. So this is your kind of your one shot to come and see our new terminal our six new gates, our new restaurant, um, see all the work that we've done. Um, Samson Construction added about 35,000 square feet onto our building. Um, and it's just perfect timing because Redway will kick off their first flight on June 8th. And so within two-week time span, we'll be opening our new terminal area and starting new flights. So um, anybody flying now, Redway will get to you know experience the new airport as well. Rachel Barth, Lincoln Airport Authority. This is not your mom and dad's airport anymore. This is a sharp-looking building. We are growing in Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. It's a good-looking facility. Coming up next, what should you do in light of all of these changes to the stock market with your retirement accounts? We'll be right back. Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. This week, a couple people texted us a or Facebook to us with questions about what the construction is at 70th and Pioneers Boulevard. And they sent pictures and we put them on our Facebook page, checked into it, found out Midwest Bank is going to be moving in there. So if you have news or questions like this, send it to us and we will announce it on a show. Uh, This segment is possible today because of Lincoln Airport Authority charter title and nebraska prep equipment the markets have been up and down over the last about 16 months so what is involved in taking a look at your retirement investments that you have rebalancing your portfolio and how often should you do this 
Um, with us in the studio, Roger Frank from Frank Financial Concepts. How are you doing today, Roger? I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me, Robin and Dave. And Robin, you're right. Uh, for the most part this week, uh, the markets have done pretty well, although the last 16 months it has certainly been up and down. You know, so one of the things that we talk to clients periodically is about rebalancing, and we do think it's a good idea. Investors use rebalancing to restore their assets to their original allocations. Sometimes uh, when the market goes up or down, you get outside of those allocations, so you want to bring those back in the line. This could adjust risks uh, in your assets. It could optimize performance as well. You know, over time, again, like I mentioned, uh, your assets may shift out of balance, so... Uh, you do want to take a look at that. Sometimes, uh, it, it, depending on who you talk about, or I'm sorry, who you talk to, uh, they might mention annually, but sometimes we recommend uh, three to six months, uh, for instance. Sure. Well, what if you speak to your financial advisor about rebalancing and nothing changes? And I mean, does that mean your advisor doesn't get paid for their time? Or do they work on an hourly basis? How does that all work, Roger, for our listeners? Yeah, uh, you know, depending on the advisor and how they're working with those uh, accounts, they certainly get compensated. Uh, there may be some cost to rebalancing if your investments are in a commission-based account, as an example. There may be cost to buying and selling those investments. If you're in a 401k or, let's say, a fee-based or advisory account, maybe there isn't any additional costs. If you're in a variable annuity, as an example, a lot of times you can set up dollar cost averaging on a three to six month, and there's no cost there either. So I would recommend that you visit with your financial professional to see if there are any costs to those adjustments. Is this something that you should have done before tax season, or is it actually better to do once you have a better picture of mm -hmm. your taxes? I don't know that there's a one-fit-all answer to that. However, Vanguard, one, uh, at least some of their expect, experts, uh, they suggest doing it on an annual balance. My suggestion is is maybe you wait towards the end of the year. Uh, as a taxable account, a lot of mutual funds pay out their capital gains in December. So if you wait towards the end of December to rebalance, you have all of those current numbers, those new numbers, and you can probably make a better educated decision. But speaking of capital gains, you do want to consider taxes on your non-retirement accounts if you are rebalancing. Selling an investment certainly could create a taxable event, either a gain or a loss. So visit with your tax preparer as well to make sure that you're planning for those expenses. If people would like tips on how to do this, um, mm -hmm. how do they reach you? Yeah, if you're looking for tips or you're looking for a second opinion, give me a call. I don't charge anything for reviewing your portfolio or giving you a second opinion. I'll give you my honest opinion, and if you like to work with me, then we can discuss how I'm compensated specifically. My contact information can be found on my website at frankfinancialconcepts.com. Roger Frank is a registered representative of and securities offered through Bersel Fisher and Company Financial Services, Inc., BFCFS member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through BFC Planning, Inc. Frank Financial Concepts, BFCFS, and BFC Planning, Inc. are independent entities. I am a client of Roger's, and I'm not being compensated. Coming up next on the show, big developments in downtown Lincoln. You've probably seen Gold's Galleria being smashed to the ground. We're going to have that developer come in and tell us what's going on. It'll be really fun. We'll be right back. Economic development is not boring. It's our future. 
It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Get hooked on us at Grow Lincoln. That is with your earbuds. Our podcast is on the KLIN website, and we're here to make business relevant and even fun to learn about. And this segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, and Baylor Evnen Wolf and Tannehill Law Firm. Everyone kind of wonders what's going on in their city's downtowns. And we have one particular developer that, despite it all, is still out there purchasing buildings, rehabbing buildings, bringing some different uses to the downtown. So we want to introduce you to Mike Works and Rachel Glock. They are with Rev Development. Um, How are you guys doing today? Very well. Yeah, yeah happy you. to be here. Well, good. I'm going to let you just launch into all these various projects that you have been um, going on in Lincoln. D- go ahead and explain the location and then describe what it is or what it will be and how that building is going to change. Yes, absolutely. So I think I will start with the traction um, terminal, the old terminal building at 9th and O. Right. So um, we have renovated that to a mixed-use building floors one through four are commercial use and um, for the most part pretty well occupied and have been built out at this point floors five through ten then are luxury condos and many of those have been built out at this point we um, just have the tenth floor that we're working on construction of a significant uh, portion of a ninth floor and um, and then fifth floor and just a handful of units that are available there. But it's been really well received. It's a super cool building with the old architecture, but, you know, new finishes and it's really gorgeous. Then um, in the basement, we have some amenity space for the condo owners, which includes a pet wash station, fitness, a community room and a theater. And also in plans then is some um, covered secured parking that will be on site, which is kind of unique to condo downtown Lincoln living to have the ability to park on site and um, have a secured spot for your vehicle. So we look forward to that. There's just, um, I think, you know, a handful of one and two bedroom units that are still available. And you can look up Google Traction Lofts Lincoln, Nebraska and get more information. Are people actually moved in yet? Are you still doing construction? Um, We, people have moved in and construction is still ongoing. So um, construction most significantly is done on floors six, seven, and eight. Then about half of nine is being constructed currently with 10 and five still under construction. Really, really. That's a beautiful building on the inside. It's so pretty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, remember being in it multiple times. And am I correct? Did you guys put some balconies on the south side of that building? Yes, absolutely. So um, there's, you know, some great views from those balconies. And like you said, the architecture inside the building is just gorgeous and timeless. And it's a really cool project. What's the price range for the condos? Oh, I believe anywhere from like 500 to 850. Does that... Yeah, I think they start at three fifty up to okay. about eight fifty. Oh, yeah, I don't know what's still yes. available. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. What other buildings? I know you are tearing down the back portion of the Gold's Galleria building. What's going on there? So our new project. Yes, if you've been downtown lately, you will see that uh, actually the entire south half of the block is gone. Um, that's the old Gold's building. The well, what we would call the less 
attractive part of the Gold's building. So, so the back of it. And that was amazing to see those bulldozers yeah. hacking away at that thing. That was something else. Absolutely. We're kind of proud that uh, all of it's being recycled, about 65%, 75% of it's being recycled. So you'll see the claw down there uh, separating metal from oh, concrete, yeah. all of which is getting uh, carted off and taken someplace to, to get reused. Wow. So fun. And I guess this will be the first time that we are announcing, but we are going to announce to you guys right now that we are planning a new 23-story high-rise on that project on wow. the south side. I am so glad great. you yes. chose our show to announce this. That is great. Tell us about this. All right. We're very excited by this. So we, have, we are talking with a national retailer um, and several uh, national and regional and local, for that matter, restaurants to be on the first floor. Um, above that, we've got planned 250 to 300 apartments. Um, and on top of that, which, of course, is, is dear to my heart because I'm a hotel guy first, we are planning a, a boutique um, high-end hotel that would be full service. Uh, we would have a rooftop bar up there. We would have rooftop space for meetings, weddings, that sort of thing. Um, and you'd be up on floor about 20 by that point. Um, so the views would be spectacular. And then on top of that, we yeah, you'd be silly not to build a few condos on top of a building that tall sure. in the middle of Lincoln. So there'll be a few condos on top. Um it actually, it's, it's working out well. We've got partners in this that are ready to go. Um, and it's just an exciting project. Wow. Now, are some of the uses that you mentioned going to be within the older original part of Gold's, like the part that you see from O Street? Good question. So the part we're keeping on O Street is the six-story um, original Gold's department store building. Mm -hmm. And it's a very attractive building. 14-foot yeah. high ceilings, um, you know, curved architectural ceilings on the first floor. So that's going to actually be a 104-room Hampton Inn. Okay. Okay, yes. so so you're going to have two different, ho you know, one hotel, which is going to be a boutique. Boutique and then, hotel. And then you're going to have a Hampton Inn. And a Hampton Inn. Correct. All right, just so that uh, everybody gets that straight. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. So the exciting part to us is the 11th Street Corridor. And we think there's a huge opportunity to make this a what we would like to call the Golds District. And we think that can span... All the way from end to O and then on up to the university, you've got the dish right there. You've got the movie theater as you proceed on north to the university. So on our block, uh, the city is actually expanding the sidewalk out to 50 feet. So we have a ton of space to work with. So on that first floor of the Hampton Inn, we've got approximately 7,000 square feet of restaurant space that's available. Uh, we've got one soft commitment now and are talking to some national restaurants as well for the right on 11th and O corner. Um, in addition, as there's 3,500 square feet of patio space. So what we envision for the area and for the Golds District is um, an outdoor, vibrant, walkable, just a lot of activity out there. And with that extra size on the sidewalk, uh, we've got room to put a small music area. So, you know, guy with a guitar or you know, a couple with a guitar and, and singer on weekends or on Thursday nights or whatever that looks like. Um, there just can be activities on this. There's going to be a bike lane. Uh, we've even talked about putting a... Um, you know, a, a restaurant that could be used by anybody um, on an ongoing basis, you know, just different groups that would come in and do a, I guess, pop-up restaurant, um, those sort of things. So we're really excited by that. And then what we're doing on the South Golds with the high-rise, we will continue that along there. So there'll be outdoor patio space again, additional restaurants. Um, but I, I think there's a chance to make this whole district a real center, another center in downtown Lincoln. Certainly you've got the Haymarket, then you've got the Capitol area, and you've got kind of O Street bars and restaurants, but they're all, you're kind of missing something in the middle to connect them all. We think the Golds District can be that.
Yeah, and, you, and for, this could be good for the lead center too. You know, you come there for dinner and then, right. and and then park you just walk there. Straight it, there's parking options there, and then you just walk the rest of the way. Um, what? Well, you're really creating a whole new vibe down there. Yeah, I'm and a north south, and like he says, a north south north is what you're doing. So, what update us on the the bus stop? <laughs> good question. <laughs> Or so, do you know? <laughs> we do know, actually. So I think everybody's aware that the city got a large grant to build a very fancy, impressive uh, bus transit center just south, or excuse me, just north of the city-county building. Right. That's the long-term right. goal. They're thinking that's 2026. Um, okay. For us, we know that we need to do something with the bus stop now because we'll have restaurants and things opening up in 2024. So we're happy to announce that the bus stop will be temporarily moving until the new one's built um, three blocks to the south of where it is now. So to the old Sattel's, is that the right yep. way to say it? Yep. The old Sattel's building is where the new bus stop will be for a while. <laughs> yeah, is that kind of near the College of Hair Design? Like within yeah, a, not very far within from a there. block or so? Uh, of... I believe they're Caddy Corner by, if I remember I think correctly. so, yeah. I yeah, I know exactly where that is. Yeah, and it's got a shelter, so that that's a really good solution. Yeah. Yeah. We think so too. Well, congratulations, and we are so proud that you chose our show to make this announcement. Any other buildings? <laughs> it's like I just don't know if I can soak any more in here. This is a I sp- can. So, <laughs> Robin's the one over here I'm writing. I'm sitting over here thinking <laughs> condos, apartments, restaurant, two restaurants. So, slightly less ex- uh, exciting, but just on that same okay. 11th Street corridor um, on the, the old Lincoln Federal Building. Yep. So we did buy the old Lincoln Federal Building. Uh, it is a two-story building. It is also the only remaining uh, drive-through available in that downtown corridor, and it's outside of the area that the city says no drive-throughs can be placed. So we're talking to a couple of different restaurants, coffee shops that are interested in the drive-through concept on the first floor, and then we would do offices on the second floor. But it again allows us to do some more outdoor patio seating, so we can just connect that to everything else we're doing on 11th Street. Oh, fun! Wow. Yeah, that's. That's going to be exciting for the city. I'm glad that the city has people who have some vision like you guys do. Not every uh, community. They is have to be. They to have, have to that. be so proud to have. You know, they they've got to be so. Ex- the city, I'm sure, is so excited about this. They've been super supportive and are yes, they are helping in every way that they can. Good. It's, as usual, a slow process, but. Yeah, the support is definitely there. Good. Glad to hear that. Um, how are we doing for time? Well, I mean, I'd like to hear uh, a few more of their buildings, but we have some time, Robin. Yeah. Do you have any more buildings <laughs> that you're going to keep unrolling and unwrapping? <laughs> or maybe you can't talk about it yet. I, I don't think there's anything else that we have uh, that we're starting anytime soon that, that, that makes sense. Uh, sounds like a lot. Yes. And what's interesting to me is that you started all of this back when interest rates were a whole lot different. And now they've they've gone up so much. Has that impacted you or did you have everything all you know the interest rates all decided before they began to shoot up like this and the answer to that is easy it's it's made a huge impact on everything we're doing yes Um, it has definitely slowed down multifamily we're not the only ones that would tell you that but multifamily development is very very difficult with the higher interest rates Um, i'm lucky that we're in the hotel business largely and the hotel business has survived the higher interest rates rates are higher uh, people are still traveling. People are happy uh, to be able to travel again. I mean, we just had the airport authority in here a, a couple segments ago, and yes, Lincolnites are traveling. Good. 
So good. Yeah. Well, that is so interesting. Again, thanks a lot for sharing this news about Gold's Galleria. Um, to kind of recap that, a boutique hotel, um, a Hampton coming, 250 to 350 apartments and condos coming to this project. Coming up next, businesses opening, closing, and moving all over Lincoln. Thanks a lot to Mike, Mike Works and Rachel Gluck from Rev Development for being here. Thank you. Yes, thank you for having us. It's my city, and I love it, yeah, I love it. I was born and raised here, I got it made and if I have my way, I'm gonna stay. It'll be It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Thanks for joining us on KLIN. This is Robin Ashleman of Ashleman Commercial Real Estate. And Dave Albers of the Albers Company. Lots of news about businesses opening, closing, and moving around. This week, the Aging Partners is making its move to Victory Park. That is that new development on the former VA campus on South 70th Street across the street from Taco Inn and St. Elizabeth Hospital. Aging Partners was downtown in a couple buildings. One was at 10th and O, and the other one, I think it was like a little fitness center on South 9th as you exit out of downtown um, if you know somebody who uses their services, they are closed for moving this week and open on May 3rd. Yeah. Hey, Robin, I forgot to mention who our sponsors were for this segment, and that uh, they are Realtors Association of Lincoln, Sarter Heyman Jewelers, and Lincoln Electric System. At 23rd and O, word is out that Burger King is closed. According to the website, it says temporarily. So well, we'll, we never we know what that's going to be. We right? shall see. As we've talked before, a lot of these franchise agreements allows the corporate franchisor to uh, put a, another person in another operator in there yeah so we'll see if they come back that was my go-to if i was leaving downtown in the middle of the day that was my burger king (laughs) it was so convenient you just hop on p street to head out of downtown and it was right there as you're headed towards o street oh Sadness for Robin. Yes. Yes. And then another dagger through the heart was 9 South Char Grill. Right. At 9th and South. South Street. That was Mr. and Mrs. Eshelman's, you know, in the the top top restaurant list that we enjoy going to. We have several that we like, and that was one of them. Well, and I liked liked it also. Did you and Jackie go there? Yeah. And they used to be in Hickman, and so we went when they were in Hickman Maybe also. more often there, because yeah. that's where you live. Yeah, yeah. Clo- closer for us. Hey, Robin, let's jump up north uh, into the Highlands area. Yeah, um, just kind of a public service note, the Driver's License Testing Center is going to move. Now, this is not going to happen right away. The, this is a major construction project. It will be several months before this happens. But um, the driver's license center is moving out west of Hacienda Real and Cabela's building. And residents are no longer going to be able to go to North 56th Street, north of Broadcast House, nor will they be able to go to West O to renew their driver's licenses. They'll have to go out there to um, to that area out by Hacienda Real in the Highlands in order to get their license. 
Uh, Robin, how about uh, the location at 5050 North 27th? This is the, uh, I call it the Gordman Center there. Got a new tenant going in there. Yeah. Crunch Fitness is going in. Pulled a building permit for $2,695,000. How much of that do you think they might take? Well, I don't know. but That's, that's a big store. Yeah. And I don't know if they're going into that location or one of the other locations out there. I'm assuming it's that location. But it's somewhere but it could, in it, or near the Gordon's right. building. At least they use that address mm. uh, as as the address on the building permit. $2.6 million. Building really almost 2.7. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. They're putting some money into it. Harlan Optical is located up on North 27th Street, um, maybe about 10 blocks north of of O Street, 10 or 11 blocks north of O. And we have found a building permit for a location for them at 82nd and Holdridge. Yeah, 8222. But I think most people would just kind of almost think of that as 84th and Holdridge. Yeah. It's right next to the Hy-Vee. Yeah, it's in the same development as the Hy-Vee store. Correct. Uh, $165,000 for their tenant improvements, Robin. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then we've got another Burger King, Robin, that is temporarily closed. Uh, Burger King at 27th and Superior, same thing. Um, that that one is also temporarily closed, according to the Google machine. <laughs> uh, Robin, we have a new tenant uh, in a location that was formerly occupied by Little King. Uh, that was that is at Cornhusker and Thirty Third Street. Yeah, so that would be the shopping center where there's a Scooters. On the yeah. south side of Cornusker. And it's an L-shaped center there. Yeah, yeah. So Sid's Deli and Subs moving there. Up on 27th and Superior, um, between, well, between uh, North 27th Street, between Superior and Cornusker, Panda Express is going to be opening their fourth location in Lincoln. Other locations are 15th and Pine Lake, 13th and Q, and Gateway Mall. Well, Robin, I think we're going to have to wrap it up for today. If you have news for Grow Lincoln, send us a message on Facebook or Twitter or your questions, and we will announce those. (laughs) 